Welcome to the Girl Gang Craft Podcast, where we dive in deep to all things business, wellness, creativity, and activism for artists and entrepreneurs. We talk with impactful, female-driven companies and founders for an inside look at the entrepreneurial experience, where you'll come away with tangible steps to elevate your business. Are you ready? I'm your host, Phoebe Sherman, founder of Girl Gang Craft, artist and designer and marketing obsessed. We're here to learn together how to expand our revenue, implement new organizational techniques, and cultivate best business practices as we work towards creating a life doing what we love. Let's get started. Hello, hello, creatives. Excited today to bring Manu from your template club on the podcast. We have a really good conversation about social media and, you know, all the mental health around that. And we talk about posting and ghosting and some unpopular opinions. So we really get into it. But before we get into it, I just want to say that if you're interested in having your work on our holiday gift guide, having your brand, having your business on our holiday gift guide, the deadline to apply is October 26th. And that's the last day to apply. So make sure you get your information in. You can apply on our site at girlgangcraft.com slash holiday dash gift dash guide dash apps. If you don't know what that is and that's too much to type in, I, I get it. We're going to go to girlgangcraft.com and click apply and hit that drop down menu, apply to holiday gift guide. So especially if you want to be a part of the Girl Gang Craft community and maybe you're not located near any of our cities that we have in-person crafters at, this is a great way to be a part of the Girl Gang Craft community. This is a great way to get your brand in front of small business lovers, those folks who really want to support the small business community during the holiday season, those folks that really want like special, unique gifts. This is the way to get your brand in front of those folks. So all the information's on the site. Go ahead and make sure you get your application in before October 26th. And we will go ahead and hop right into the episode. Hello, creatives. Welcome back to the Girl Gang Craft Podcast. Today, I have Manu on the podcast, and we're going to chat all things social media. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Phoebe. Thank you so much for being here. I've followed you for a bit now. I mean, a few years. So I'm really excited to talk with you face to face. Awesome. Thank you. Can you tell our community a little bit about what it is that you do? Yes. I help small business owners and entrepreneurs just to get a little ahead with their business. My main focus is to help them actually grow their revenue Social media is just the vehicle that I find to do that, but I will go beyond that. We'll talk about like, you know, email marketing, prioritizing your mental health, things like that, because this is all a big part of how it all fits together, right? So what I offer to people now is coaching, Instagram especially, and then lots and lots of templates for social, because I feel that doing part of the work for people that are busy and overwhelmed helps a lot more than teaching and all that. So focusing a lot on templates and then for you services. 
Cool. I love that you made the distinction about social media being a vehicle to get revenue because I think a lot of us can get really stuck in the social media hamster wheel, if you will, and like all about the numbers and getting followers. And it's like, well, are we converting these communities that we're building into money? Because if we're a small business owner, our job is to make money. So I love that you have that distinction. And I love that you mentioned some of those other things like mental health. And that's why I've been drawn to you because I feel like you have this very holistic practice. And I appreciate that. And I know our community appreciates that. So thank you. Yeah, no, it's a huge part. It's so important to everybody because like you said, so many people just get stuck on the hamster wheel of social media. And then they're like spending five hours a day on Instagram. And it's like, come on, guys, you have to do other things in your business. Even if your business is Instagram like mine, you shouldn't be spending too much time there. You know, it's a task. And I always tell people that like posting on social is the task, not going viral or get tons of engagement. Posting and moving on to other parts of your business is the task. Absolutely. And like, what are we doing to actually move the needle forward instead of just waiting for people to come to us? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in social media. I know you have like a super different background than social media. Yes. Well, when my background started, social media didn't exist. So (laughs) I'm 46 years old right now. So I've been doing communication marketing strategy for a really long time. I have right out of college, and this is the reason I moved to the US from Brazil. I worked for Cartoon Network as a creative, and I was in their in house agency, just creating like promos for all the cartoons and creating little like short form video content, which is so funny because now it's all the rage and that's what people are trying to talk about, you know. So I had a ton of experience on that, like over 20 years working on all that stuff. And then for the past nine years, I've been focusing on social a lot. And first was through startup where I worked at. And then after the startup in my own business, just trying to teach people how to be more creative and getting all this background that I have, right? In communication and how to talk to people that are on the other side, how to consider it. And the strategy, tying that up to like, why am I going to do another dancing reels? But what does that message take people after, you know? So I felt like there was a big disconnect on social as I was starting, which was a lot of people that... At that point in time, this is changing as, you know, the platforms get older. But in the beginning, either there were very young people that knew the platforms but didn't know strategy or seasoned people that knew strategy but got really overwhelmed with the platforms. And I guess I was lucky enough to be able to combine those two things. So that's where I decided to keep going in that route and just really focusing more on Instagram marketing until today, even though there's platforms that are like TikTok or something that are kind of surpassing Instagram in a lot of people's interest, especially influencer marketing. But to me, if you're a small business owner and you have to sell things, I still think that Instagram is still unbeatable today. And so what kind of creative entrepreneurs do you help? Are you helping both product and service-based businesses? Yes, I help both a lot of times more like social media managers. So the thing is, the point you will help social media managers, they manage every type of account. So I can't just say like, this is just for services, because if I'm helping a social media manager, I need to do it also. I don't niche down super small, although most of my audience are female or female identifying business owners. So this would be my sweet spot. And even like the way my brand looks and everything, that's kind of what the audience that attracts anyways. And I also need 
I'm really, really passionate about the mission of helping women make more money and have financial freedom because we have a lot of our rights taken away from us. So financial freedom and financial, you know, literacy is like a huge part of being able to take that power back. So I'm really here, like trying to empower women to be salesy. I really don't care which area they are, if they're just a public speaker or they are making, you know, ceramics or they are social media manager or coaches, like all my advice helps it all. I have a slightly unpopular advice and I don't think that strategy changes depending on the niche. What you say, what you're pushing for is going to change. But if I'm scrolling on Instagram and I'm here, Manu, scrolling down, I don't look at Instagram and my behavior doesn't change if I'm looking for a contractor for my business or if I'm looking to buy a beautiful piece of ceramics for my house. I'm scrolling the same way. I'm engaging with content the same way. So that's what I think that strategies are a lot more, you know, interchangeable depending on what niche you are. Then, you know, oh, what do you post if you're a realtor? What do you post if you're an artist? What do you post if you're a coach? Like, I don't really believe in that. I believe in content delivered to everybody. You always need a variety of content for people not to just get bored, you know? Don't say always, always. I know I have seen people that do the same type of content nonstop and that's their signature. It works for them. But honestly, it's a small few that come up with something very creative and it becomes their signature. Most of us need to do different things to attract the different people in our audiences. Yeah, so I don't niche down too much as far as like, no matter what you do, if you're a busy small business owner, like my content's for you. So can you tell us about your offerings currently? Yes. So the main offer that I have in my business today is your template club. That's our template membership for mostly Instagram. Of course, we have like these gorgeous templates that you can resize, reuse for any platform. But Instagram is the main reason, you know, that we create those templates for because we put so much content out there. So we make like beautiful reels, like carousels, everything is really well designed, but it starts from the strategy and all our content comes with all the text prompts you need. So if it's a carousel, I'm telling you, like, just enter here, you know, something your audience needs to know or whatever that is, but I'm being leading you on the whole cadence of what goes in each page or the CTAs at the end or the calls to action, like what people do next. So we have like, We design our templates a little differently. It just starts with the content and then we go to design and we hire professional designers. I have a lot of experience in design, really good eye for design, but I'm not a professionally trained designer. So we hire all women, you know, diverse group of professional designers, very experienced, and they bring our vision to life, you know, but they are all created from content first. So we're jumping ahead on trends. Sometimes we're creating trends. You know, I come from a very creative background for many, many years. So we're putting all these into the templates. And that's a membership, usually for social media managers or for small business owners that post a lot. I wouldn't say that membership is for people who do like two posts a week or one post a week. But if you're creating a good amount of content, that's a really good one for you. I also have another offer that is called Month of Content. And that's where I create all your content for a month. And that includes stories, includes reels, includes captions, includes carousels, posts, everything you need. Even we give you a list of hashtags and all that content I create based on your Instagram right now. So this is for people that have fallen off the wagon or they're spending much more time 
than they need on Instagram, like we talked before. And the beauty of that service, which I love about it, is that it's once a month. Like it's just a one-time service. It's not like you do that with me every month. If you want every month, you have to keep buying it. But you don't have to fill out like really long forms. Give me all your design elements. I'm just going to go to your Instagram and I'm going to make like, for example, I'll get someone's long caption and I make it into a very beautiful visual caramel, you know. For example, we'll pick up someone else's really long caption and we'll make this a beautiful, well-designed carousel. And that's an easier way for people to consume that information and we'll write another caption for it. So we're just really getting like, because most people already have all the content they need, but they don't have the time. They don't have the design skills. They don't have the strategy to know what's the best way to reuse content. Most people have all the content they need already on their Instagram accounts. And we come in and just kind of help them like, reuse that. And the beauty of that is that you get a month of content ready to copy and paste. We deliver it in Canva in case you need to do any tweaks and then you're done. You don't need to overthink it. And then we also have a very like, I love it. Like it's a great coaching membership, but it's very simple and it's low ticket. So it's like a $17 a month and just ask us questions because me and my team, like we have so much experience and we think people don't need to be paying for another course when they just have a quick questions about it. And also like we give you information that is specific to you as opposed to generic information that may work for someone else's business, but not yours. I think, I mean, you mentioned off the call too about people getting so overwhelmed with all the classes. On a personal note, we're really finding that too, especially in the post like pandemic world, people are not wanting to be on a Zoom call and they do want personalized help. So I think that sort of Q&A style membership is a really awesome idea and a way to get the community more invested in showing up too to ask their questions. Yeah, for me, the coaching membership, I actually, <laughs> I even wrote about this, but I decided to lower the price of my membership, lower the offer, even though that would be like a huge cut for me in revenue, because it used to be $67 a month and we went down to $17 a month. But we were offering an hour classes every month. And then I realized that very few people could actually show up to the classes. And then a lot of people couldn't catch up to the replays. And then I was just adding to that overwhelm. So I didn't want to add to the overwhelm. And I also didn't want people to pay for classes they might not need and definitely don't have time to watch. And I also think that too much education is overwhelming. And I think that's another, like you said, it's a post-pandemic situation it kind of sounds like we're talking about a movie, like the post-pandemic, but it is a post-pandemic situation because people dove into learning, online learning for especially digital businesses or business that sell digitally. And we learned too much. And it got to a point that people were hoarding courses and they're hoarding memberships, but they're not having the time to either consume content that they're buying and definitely not implement. So I'm like, I don't want to be part of this. I want to lower the price. So I want people to have me on their back pocket whenever they need me. I also wanted the price to be so low that if you don't use it for a few weeks, it's not a big deal because you know that that resource is for you there when you need it. And that's how we changed that membership when we just went down to, you know, just the questions and answers. And we go deep, like we can answer with a video tutorial if needed. We like, we go really deep and ask you more questions and just come up with a strategy for you and things like that. I love it. So let's talk about your templates. And for those listening, you have seen her templates on our feed. We use the templates. So, I mean, from personal experience, it's been very, I think it's really nice to not have to 
think about like which template to use and like, okay, this template's beautiful. We know it's gonna be beautiful. We've used it before. It just like streamlines the process for us, for me personally. So I would love to hear a little bit about how you talk about maybe that pain point about people being like, okay, well, we already have Canva templates. From a marketing perspective, that's very interesting. Yes. I'll give you an example because I talk about this in my marketing. I tell people this because sometimes people be like, but why would I pay for Canva templates if Canva has a lot of templates already? Yes, you don't need to. What comes from us is like you're getting someone with lots of experience. I personally come up with all the ideas for the template packs and kind of the flow of content and what I want to accomplish. And we have this whole idea of like some of your Stuff needs to be very simple and easy to read and people just need to see that right away. Some of your stuff should be more complex. Some of your stuff should be more detailed. Some should be like a quick hit. So we put all that kind of mix and match strategies in the templates. But mostly we look at how it's viewed on the platform as well. So I'm going to give you an example. If you go to Canva and you search for Reels templates, you find a bunch of graphics there. Lots of them have information right on the bottom of the templates, and you can check that out in Canva. No matter which view you are on Instagram, whether you're scrolling, whether you're on the feed, whether you're on the real scroll, the explore page, you're never going to be able to read that information because your handle and the sound you're using and all that stuff is right on top of it. So there's a lot of designers that are Canva partners, but they're designing for everything. Right. So they'll do like, oh, this is a banner. This is a website page. This is this and that a a booklet. I focus on Instagram, how things look on Instagram, because designing for Instagram is not only putting like the canvas, the, the page size in Canva and start doing it. You really have to see how people see it on Instagram. Another really common mistake people make is sizing of things because your phone is tiny, but then people design in a big screen on their computers and then no one can read. No one can see it. So we are really like focused on things that work for Instagram. Another huge part of it is time because yes, you can find amazing, even with all the things I said, you can still find amazing templates in Canva. You can look and you're going to find it, but how many hours do you want to scroll for the good ones? So there's the curation thing as well that you are getting because it's like when you get like clothing memberships, like subscriptions, right? And you get that box. You're like saving all that time from curating it yourself, having someone curate it for you. So that's also huge. And then we also use graphic designers that are super experienced, which not everybody in Canva is. So a lot of times we have kind of styles that don't really go together and things like that when you see the free templates. But our templates, I like to think so. And I think you like them too, because they look great on your page. But we really make sure that things are like, you know, trendy, but also classic, beautiful, like fun and easy to look at. So we just put a lot of effort there into the design as well. And we use like really good experienced designers and we pay them well. We're not like designing with people out of Fiverr, which no shame, but it's subpar quality and you're paying very little. And that's not what we do here. We actually want to empower the community. So there's a whole ethics behind it as well. So yeah, tell us a little bit about starting to develop your team and what that looks like. Yeah. So what those early you know, days look like as you started to build. Yes. So, you know, it's not an early day anymore. We've been doing this for seven years in your social team, but my business is constantly evolving and changing. And that doesn't always mean like growing. Like at one point I had a team that I had 10 people that were all contractors that are working for us every week. Right. Now I have a team of four people because there's Ken. 
<laughs> my husband is also like the CFO. We've been joking about the Barbie movie with him lately. But we have a team of four people. I'm the only one that works full time in the business. I have a content director that works with us like 30 hours a week. So that's still like, you know, almost full time. And we have an amazing also online business manager that manages the business. And she's also a contractor. But those are the people that are working on the business constantly. But then we have maybe like 10 designers that we kind of swept, you know, mix and match during the designs. Usually when I create a design, I'll be like, oh, this would be really good for this person. Or this would be very good for that person. Or maybe I want to try someone new. So I come up with an idea and give it to them. So we're always like working with new designers, but we have a big group of very, very skilled designers that we work with on and off. And then we have all their contractors. Like the first person I ever hired in my business was a bookkeeper because I'm really bad with finance. And I'm like, I'm going to be sued. I'm going to go to jail if I don't hire a bookkeeper. So that was actually the first hire I did in my business. And for those of you that are listening to us, they have a small business. They're like, oh, I could never afford it. I'll give you a tip here. If you're not making a lot of money, your bookkeeper is going to be very low in cost. So you can't afford it the less complex your business is and the less money you're moving, the less work for them. So you can definitely afford it. And that's the literally the first thing I invested in my business. We have a writer that sometimes we use. I'm a really good writer. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a really good writer, but you know, it's part of my background. I'm very comfortable writing. I enjoy doing it. So I do a lot of the writing myself, but then when I'm a little too busy, we have this other person that we hire, which my friend Lib is amazing. So I think just growing your business depends on your goals, but also depends on your personality, right? I'm a very creative person. I'm not a very structured or a very analytic or not very organized person, even in my business for me to be mentoring people, to be growing, you know, getting interns and then mentoring them into like professionals. I cannot do that. I don't have the time, the skills or the will to do that. So I had to set up my business in a different way. So instead of hiring, you know, maybe a team of 10 people that are more entry level, I have people that are as experienced as I am. I'm paying the big bucks for them, but I'm telling you that for me, that works really well. It's a lot less managing time. Like there's things that are happening and I don't need to be on top of every single detail in the business. So that has worked really well for me. And I kind of want to keep the team very small as long as I have time for myself, you know, and we're having fun, that's all that matters. We'll just take a moment to hear from our sponsors. Repeat after me. Social media is not my whole business. Yes, I preach about creating cohesive and engaging content on socials. Yes, it is important to tell your story and create community, but Instagram is not your business. Likes and engagement are not the same as money in the bank. You want to get followers off your platform and onto your website, right? So they can convert, so you can make money, right? I see so many businesses just focusing on posting and commenting and they get sucked down the Insta rabbit hole. But these ego boosts of liking and engaging are not money. And your job as a business owner is to make money, right? Here's a question. If Instagram died tomorrow, do you have a business? Do you have access to your followers, to your customers? Instead of being so Insta-focused, think about gathering emails, emails you own. Right now, it is so important to be driving traffic to your email list so you can convert your followers into customers. This is where you nurture your diehards. This is where you make sales. 
Most of our sales come from our email list and not straight from Instagram. If you don't have a newsletter, start one right now. Start one right now. Seriously, we love Flowdesk. We are obsessed with Flowdesk. The templates are gorgeous. If you've gotten my emails, you have received a Flowdesk gorgeous email. Plus, it is so easy to nurture your audience with automations. And we love automations, right? So we've got you with 50% off for one year on Flowdesk. So it's at $19 instead of $39 for a full year. It's a solid choice. Plus, you get a 30-day free trial. So you can get 50% off for a full year at bit.ly slash GGC Flowdesk. That's bit.ly slash GGC, all caps, Flowdesk, F is also capitalized. And do you need help growing your email list? Maybe you don't even know what to write in your emails. We've got a class for that. You can go to girlgangcraft.com slash events and check out our email marketing class. It is so important to grow your list and sell from there. In the class, we'll teach you how to gain new subscribers and what on earth to say to them. Check it out, girlgangcraft.com slash events. I love that. Yeah, I really identify with growing the team and I know a lot of people out there have this big fear of growing the team and like what that looks like and how I can afford it. I mean, I just hired four people, so I'm really in it right now. And yeah, I think that like baby step for contractors can be really helpful too. And you get that time back and you get that time back, you get that revenue back. You can, you know, work on, you know, filling in the spaces that you have the holes. I usually tell people that, you know, Revenue is not everything because we need revenue. We want to grow revenue. I'm really passionate about helping women do that. But sometimes you're at the verge of burnout at all times. And that's, you need to step back. Like at that point, revenue is not the priority anymore in your business. Like I did a hire earlier this year that was like a huge investment for me, you know, and definitely cut off my revenue because I was making this investment but it freed up my time. Like I was dealing, I had cancer in the end of last year of being in treatment. I'm doing great right now, but I just like, I needed my time back, you know, and I, I have two little kids. I want to be with them. I want to be present with them. I took a month off with them this summer and I didn't have to think about work. I did because I couldn't avoid it after like the two week mark. I'm like, Oh, I want to create stuff, but I could not have, you know? So I think money is not the only currency that we need to look at in our businesses, especially as so many people burn out these days. And your business is going to suffer a lot more if you burn out than if you take care of yourself and maybe slow down the revenue a little bit. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about your cancer and how you sort of, you know, balanced your time and balanced your business? Yeah. So last year it was in like right on Thanksgiving, I found out I had breast cancer. For those who have had breast cancer or have any kind of cancer, any health issues, they might agree with me that a lot of times not knowing and all the tests you need to do in that last months can be even harder than when you're in treatment or when you know what's going on, you know? So mine didn't really drag that much, but it still was several months until I found out that it was very early stage. We knew kind of that it was early stage, but until you have surgery and you test everything, you don't really know. This is where I also remind every woman to advocate for themselves, 
you know, do your self exams. Like if there's anything odd with your body, go check it out. Don't wait three months. I found a little something odd under my armpit right here on the top corner of my breast. And it wasn't really what you would think would feel like for a lump. You know, it was more like a rough patch than a lump. And it was breast cancer. It turns out that it was 1A, which is the best stage you can have. But I didn't find that out. Like I found out on Thanksgiving, I didn't find that out that I was 1A until like February after my second surgery, you know, and the results came back. So it's definitely a big, I got it off really well. I have to say, like, if you think of all the cases of cancer, I didn't need chemo. I had radiation and hormone therapy, but I didn't need chemo. I hadn't had it spread. I didn't have any genes for it. So I didn't need a big surgery. I just had a lumpectomy, which is like they removed the lump and that's about it. So, and even still with that, like if you think about it, you don't have a plan for your life, just your business in your life. You're like, what do I do now? Like, you know, I feel in, since we're talking about business, of course, at that point in time in your life, business is not the most important thing. I have two little kids and they're so young. They're even too young to like be supporting me or going with me through this. So I explained to them very matter of factually what I had and they didn't know the gravity of it, you know, but in a good way, my husband and I just kept going and doing fun things and taking them out because you can't just sit in a corner and cry with like a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. So, but in that, I think because I think that was a good thing. But if you think about the business, like we are working in our small businesses and we are thinking like, oh, what are the things I don't have time to do and someone else can do it, right? I think a lot of mistakes that I see a lot of people making, and I made it myself because it took me a little too long, although I've tried that a little before, is to replace ourselves in the business. Like if you have a business that you need to be involved in every single aspect of the day-to-day or nothing else happens, you actually don't have a business, you have a job, right? Because something happens to you, God forbid, your family can pick up your business and continue making money off of it. Like if that's your family livelihood, it's not safe. You know what I mean? So I highly think that as soon as people, because women talk so much about getting to six figures and this and that, like to me, of course, that's not something when you have a small business and you're making like $50,000 a month and then you have to take taxes out and expenses and all that, you're not going to hire people that do what you do. You're going to keep going for a little longer. But I would say like when you're getting to that point and each person is going to have to know when their point is, when you're getting close to like six figures or something like that, try to find or a little past that because I know people that get to multiple six figures and they still do all the work. So find the person who can take your load in. And even if they're contractors that you just hire here and there, start a business relationship, have them know your business. Create your SOPs, like standard operating procedures. That's when you say, okay, I'm going to create my new set of templates. These are all the tasks that go in it. Some are videos, then you create the video and say, here's where I put this and that. This is when I do this and this is when I do that. Or the most simple tasks can just be a bullet point, like send the email out or something like that, or the link to where that email template is. Like if you have your business organized, people can pick it up if you get sick or if you burn out, you know, or something happens. God forbid it doesn't, but you know, if something happens to you, your business is safe. So I think like thinking when is the time since we're talking about growing your team, when is the time to get that help on people on things that you don't do? Like to me would be my online business manager. She does all the project management that I don't really do. I have in the past. I don't do it well, but I could do it. 
but she's doing that. But then when do I get the other Manu, like, which I got it this year, you know? And that was so funny because even before I had cancer, it was in the books because I was working too much last year. I'm pretty good about my vacations and my nights and weekends, but I was still working too much. So that was in the, you know, in the stars anyways. And then when I had cancer, I'm like, this is happening now. I'm going to invest and I'm going to do it. So just think about replacing yourself, not replacing, but adding on. Because if you want to have a business, if one day you want to sell your business, you need to have a business that runs without you. Well, I'm sorry you went through that. And I'm so glad you're okay. Yes, thank you. And yeah, I mean, I think that's a really fascinating from a business perspective, this idea of, yeah, that the business should run without you. I think that's really interesting. How would you sort of balance that with this idea of, for example, you're the face of your business also. Yeah. How would you sort of balance this sort of having your team take over your, well, at least your manage, or I don't know, taking over your job basically, but also still remaining the face and what happens if you don't want to be the face or you can't be the face? Yeah. So I don't have a problem with the face. Like to me, it's not like an ego thing at all. It's just that I was a one person business. I kept being the face. I continue being the face. I think as an educator, it helps makes it actually easier, you know, that I just go there, record something. But for me, when I hire Amber, who's our content director, I told her, I'm like, hey, I'm hiring you. I trust you. If you want to use your voice, if you want to use your face, and sometimes she does, I still do my, your social team Instagram by myself. Mostly she'll help sometimes if I need it and she's ready to jump in anytime. But I usually do that one myself because also I enjoy it. I don't want to take away the part of the job that I enjoy the most. It's also like my testing playground, you know, my Instagram account when I'm testing new designs, templates, new ideas, because that's kind of how I start perfecting it to become a template if it does well or if it looks good, if I'm happy with it. But I have no problem with her. And I told her that I'm like, put your face in there, put your voice in there. I don't care if it's me, if it's you, if it's both. So if you look at my TikTok, there's a lot of stuff that she has done and she has created. We always work together on the creation. We like have an aligned strategy, but I also completely, and that's the other thing I was telling you about, about the advantage of hiring people that are more senior. I'm like, just post whatever. I trust her judgment, you know, and we have lots of videos that she can work with. So she can create stuff with my face that I'm not recording anything. We have a bank of videos that we do sometimes. Every photo shoot, we do like some several videos, but we also just shoot here and, you know, anywhere I am, like quick videos or something that can be reused. And even before having her, I was reusing all that stuff anyways. And if you look at my Instagram, at your template club, you're also going to see a little more of her voice, her face sometimes. So we kind of mix and match and, you know, and I'm happy to have more people in. I, I don't feel like the message that is coming out is still my message, you know, but as opposed to being my message coming out just from me, it's just coming from different voices sometimes. And I think that's just fine. I like how you said testing playground. I think that's really important because I also sort of preach that, not those exact words, but I think it should be fun. I think it should be play, especially if you're, I mean, I think everyone should find a way to have fun with it, but I understand if you don't, but especially if you're predisposed to having a little fun with it, like how can you sort of keep that energy? How can you really like keep posting without, you know, without letting the algorithm get to you? Like, how can you really like be aligned with your messaging and create content that fulfills you and your audience? 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's a lot about mindset. And I think like we're here for business. This is one task of your business. You're not really a very savvy business owner if you're putting all your time into Instagram, trying to get a bunch of followers from a viral video that those followers might not even be your audience that will ever buy something from you, you know? So I think if we let ourselves go through that like tunnel, it's really just not a good idea. I think one thing that we are 100% responsible is the content we consume especially if you consume a lot of educational content. A lot of educators I see today, they are giving you tips as if they, you had no other job than Instagram. They don't consider the context. So they tell you things like, oh, when you post, engage 30 minutes before and 30 minutes after with accounts that follow you or don't follow you, whatever, depending on the people, they'll say different things. So what happens is that that's an hour of your day. Your work day should have more than eight hours ever, you know, and hopefully less because we're business owners. So we're trying to have more freedom than we had in our full-time jobs. So let's say seven hours a day, eight hours a day should be the max you're working a day. And one hour of that is going to just engaging. So 10 more people will like the post that you did at that point in time. Like it's so counterproductive. Does it make sense? Yes. If all the person did was sit in front of a computer or with their phones and Instagram is their whole thing. They don't have a life. They don't have friends. They don't have like needs. They don't have a business to run. Then yes, it makes sense. If you engage for 30 minutes before, 30 minutes after, it's not an algorithm, by the way. It's just normal human behavior that if you engage with me, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen Girl Game Crafts post lately. Let me go check out their profile. People do that. But it's going to be maybe 10 more people that are going to like the post you just did. That's completely counterproductive. So I feel like 95% of the advice that is out there is just advice that are like this. They don't consider the background. They don't consider the, who they're talking to. It's just things they repeat because they saw another educator that is not that savvy talk about it. And I think for you to work on that mindset and not let yourself go through those you know, tunnels, as I said, curating who you follow is huge. Even if you're following... 20 people that are good and trustworthy. If you are, like, send me their DMs because I need to still see, like, so many. I mean, I, mean, I, had a, I have a good amount of people that I follow that I agree with and I trust and I, you know, admire. But so many of the people that are out there, they just go viral because they travel the world or they're gorgeous or they're really good with cameras and then they decide because they gain 100,000 followers that they are qualified to teach small business how to do it. But they don't realize that they grew because they're in Bali or whatever, and you're just sitting in an office creating a little product there. And these are the people that everybody's listening to. And that's why everybody's just getting into this, you know, like trip, you know, that, you know, looking at followers and numbers and things like that. So, I think when you really think of your business, I'm doing what I love. Like if you're spending more time on Instagram, there you are doing what you sell. I don't care if it's a digital course about Instagram. You need to spend more time about that digital course on Instagram than on Instagram. And I think the point that you just get so hooked that you're moving away from other things and you don't even have an email list and you don't have other things. I mean, I was just locked on my Instagram account. You know, like people can lose their accounts. I see it happen every week. So if you lose your account, then what? Like you haven't worked on your business. You haven't worked on your email list. How are you going to reach people then? You know, 
So I think just being very like mindful. And if that's a, something that is hard for you to do or you as in like a collective you, put yourself like put timers. 30 minutes of Instagram, that's plenty for you for the day, you know? Some people say to be doing stories throughout the day. Again, like, do you really have time for that? Honestly, I don't even think it's a smart strategy because I think you need to have a big space between stories. And, you know, the more stories you do, the less engaging those stories are going to be. So for most of the time, unless you're doing like a Q&A or you're covering an event or something that is very exciting. And for some people, again, I don't think any strategy works for everyone. I have some people I follow and they do like a hundred of stories a day and I love their stories and their influencers. That's what they do. But for the most people and for brands, you shouldn't be just putting a story up every 30 minutes all throughout the day. You're not going to get anything else done. And the more time we spend on Instagram, what happens? Our brains get even more and more obsessed about the numbers, about the performance, about this and that. Your job and your task on Instagram is just to post the content that promotes your business. That's it then move on. You know, it's so important that I'm even, I, I even talked about the benefit of posting and ghosting that no one talks about because everybody's like, don't post and ghost, don't post and ghost. And I'm like, if your mindset is that you're so hooked on numbers and you're so worried about Instagram and you do, you know, spend five hours to create one reel post and ghost. That's the best thing you can do. Step aside, like take care of yourself, go do something else. I don't care what it is. But just like if you think of, for the most people, the amount of time they put on Instagram is not coming back proportionally in their business. So that's when you know that you need to tone it down. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Yes. No, I so identify. Even last night, I was like just scrolling and I was like, wow, I need to be making more money, like blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, I need to get off Instagram. Like, okay, so I can go do something about it. Or I can go rest and do something about it tomorrow. But like me scrolling and seeing other people's content while I want to support them. And I think there's a time and a place for being on Instagram, right? Often we go into an unhealthy mindset when we're there. And it's literally made to make us addicted. So it's, you know, how can you like as a business owner, as a human on this earth, we have to set up boundaries between like how we're spending our time and really prioritizing, you know, the things that make you happy in the real world, you know, and if you're someone who, you know, is addicted to the social media apps, like bring in the tools, you know, put it, I saw someone who put it in like some lockbox. Yes. And like, it's a timer <laughs> and you can only get it out if the timer goes off or you smash the box, but like do that, put it aside, put it in your charger yeah, I mean, also, like, I think we're all addicted. And like you said, those platforms are made for that dopamine hit, you know. But the thing is, like, I love your example that you're like, oh, I'm thinking, like, I need to make more money in my business. And I start scrolling. And I am a person that helps people make more money using Instagram as well. But I'm like, the amount of extra time you're putting there, you know how you make more money on Instagram? You create a really, really awesome offer. And then you do a whole campaign on Instagram. I have something that we didn't talk about. It's called the eight-day campaign. It's a whole campaign set up for you, all the emails you need, all the captions, all the templates for, you know, including reels. Like you just go there, you set it up and you post once a day, like exactly how we tell you. And it's pretty easy. That's something that can make you more money on Instagram. Scrolling forever and engaging with people for hours doesn't, you know? So I think the actions that we are taking on Instagram that are taking all our time are the things that are not helping us. So I definitely think that, you know, curating who you follow is huge 
putting limits, following more people in general. And I also have a unpopular opinion. I always have unpopular opinions. I have many opinions that are different than most people. But, you know, when we see, and I understand the creator side, I'm not here to like say that this is wrong. But when people say how to support creators that doesn't cost a thing, and it's like, like their posts, comment, share with a friend, do this and that, do this and that, do this and that. To me, those type of posts are very tone deaf. And I know that people don't understand that and they're not doing that. You know, they have all the good intentions when they're posting this, but people repeated it so much that people kind of put it on the autopilot. But what people don't think that what's most, especially if you're talking to an audience of, you know, women, female, like identifying like business owner, entrepreneurs that use Instagram, digital product, you know, coaches, things like that. Our mental health is really suffering for spending so much time on social media. When every creator says that you should support creators by doing this and this and this and doesn't cost a thing, maybe they can say it doesn't cost any money, but it costs your mental health because you're saying like, I want to support everybody. I honestly want to support everybody. I think my mental health is in check when it comes to Instagram because I'm so, I'm older, I'm like very experienced and I worked with my mental health and mindset so hard that I support a lot of the people that I see that I create community and a lot of name of my followers and what they do. And I am able to do a lot of that, but most people aren't. And most people, again, are on the verge of a breakdown. So burnout. Most of us are on the verge of a breakdown and burnout. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, all the memes about yeah. women is about that, right? Like we are so like we're hanging by a thread. And then when you tell people that you guilty them into supporting everybody in their communities and their neighbors and everybody else. Yes, it costs something. It does cost your mental health. So I think people can go a little bit without that extra like that you would be doing to support them if you take care of your mental health and you're able to be here for longer, you know, as opposed to like shut down completely for months and months. I love it. I love what a hot take. (laughs) I love your unpopular opinions. Yes. Well, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, your tools and your programs and your unpopular opinions. (laughs) I have a lot more where they came from. (laughs) So where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at your social team. Do not need to support me or like or anything if you're on the verge of a breakdown. You don't need to like your posts. (laughs) If you're too busy and your mindset's not right, you don't even need to follow but I'm there when you need it. We also make it fun because I want people to have a fun experience with Instagram. So through our products, through our emails, like everything we connect with, with when you're looking at our Instagram, you're going to have that element of fun. So hopefully that is counterbalancing a little bit of the negativity and all the stress. You can also find me on Instagram at your template club, at your social team. I talk more about Instagram strategy, mindset, your template club. We talk more about design, content creation, content tips. And at TikTok, at your social team, we also talk a lot more about like content ideas and things like that. So anywhere that you prefer, I'm also on threads at your social team. So anywhere that you like the best, you can go check it out if it helps you, but take care of yourself first. And if you need to step down and do less on social, do less, follow less people and all that. And we'll drop all those links in the show notes and on our website. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Vivi. It was nice to meet you. So if you're interested in checking out your template club, you can go to bit.ly slash girlgangcraftytc. That's all caps, girlgangcraftytc. We're going to drop that link below. 
in the show notes. And that is an affiliate code. So we get a little bit of the proceeds from that. And that's also a really good way for Manu to see the conversions from our podcast. So it's really helpful if you go to the links that we provide you. And if you're interested in the eight-day Instagram campaign that she also talked about, you can go to bit.ly slash girlgangcraft YTC8. Thank you so much for listening to the Girl Gang Craft podcast. Head to girlgangcraft.com slash podcast for show notes and more. See you next time.